This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi LS Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com It's Swindon Town. Here we go with a total dedication to Swindon Town FC. It's the presser and he's back. It's Ryan Walker of Total Swindon Sport. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Rich. Hello, everyone. Thank you for for having me back. Uh, my absence is over. Um, I'm back and I'm raring to go again. I have to say, you're sounding a little worse for wear, there, Ryan. A little bit. I'm just I'm just getting back to full health after being at Leeds Festival. I've got one of these um, throat sweets in my mouth that tastes absolutely awful, but seem to do a good job. So. Yeah, I'm sure there's many people that will tell me I've got COVID at the moment, but I've not, as things stand, so fingers crossed. I'm nearly there, nearly recovered. You just partied out. That's it. I'm 25 now, I'm getting too old for this. Shut your mouth. It's catching up on me. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Who did you enjoy seeing, or, or can you not remember? There were so many, I have to say, top two acts. Most, it's got to be Stormzy, and then a bit different was Liam Gallagher as well. He was brilliant, to be fair. All the hits. All the, Is that the two headliners. <laughs> yeah, that was the main head. Yeah, you had Post Malone as well and a couple of other different ones. But uh, yeah, they were definitely the best the best acts there. And um, oh, getting tickets booked for next year already. So let's go again. <laughs> he goes again. He goes again. Okay, so welcome back to the Swindon Town Beat. Um, I'm sure you've been wonderfully out of the loop for the last week. Certainly, I've, I've, I've been... Keeping up as much as I can. Obviously, when I got back a couple of days ago, I've been reading up on town and trying to keep up to date. But um, yeah, it's certainly been it's been radio silence on mine from everything that's happened to Swindon Town. So 
just had the first press conference since getting back with Ben Garner and um, you know, I'm starting to feel a bit more with it again and looking forward to tomorrow's game against Stevenage. Yeah, and I assume it was with Sean Hodges, BBC Radio Wiltshire, and Johnny Leefield of The Advertiser? Certainly was, yep. Same same career as always. The big news this week, while you've been gone, has been internationals, really. So, you know, Johnny Williams became the first Swindon player to play for a home nation's country whilst representing Swindon Town, or being contracted to Swindon Town since Kevin Horlock in 1997, when Williams played in the 0-0 draw. Um, against Finland, which was very nice. And then as we're all waking up this morning on Friday the 3rd of September, we see that the general himself, Anthony Grant, played 87 minutes for Jamaica against Mexico. 87 minutes where they were 1-1 and he goes off and they go and bloody lose. What an achievement that is. It's, it's, it's a massive achievement for Anthony Grant. It's, it's kind of plucked out of nowhere because he is having a good season, but admittedly, especially of his Swindon Town crew, look back probably about two, three seasons ago. And that's when he was really probably playing his best football. So if, if he was going to get a call-up, you expected it to be then. Um, strange time for him to have a call-up, especially at his age, but I don't know enough about Jamaican football to come on that. But a great achievement. Like you said, he played 87 minutes, then they went off and conceded a goal. Um, on Anthony Grant at the moment, the club are still trying to confirm whether he's what his quarantine rules basically are going to be. Because, of course, he's playing in a red country at the moment. Um, he will be out for Saturday. He's out for Tuesday as well. And then they're hoping he's going to be available after that. But they just need to see what the quarantine rules are with reference to Anthony Grant. Hmm, I'm not sure. I think he's out for a little while now. I think he might be as well. I think he, he might have to serve, you know, like a, a full two weeks quarantine when he gets back. Um, the benefit would be that hopefully that could be from his place of residence instead of being in a hotel. But the club really have no idea as of this moment in time Obviously, there's certain exemptions for professional sports and, and professional athletes, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it could be a while still we see NC Grant back again, but you can't blame him. You can't blame him for wanting to go and represent his country, especially at a World Cup qualifier as well. Who knows? He could, he could be there in the World Cup in 2022 in Qatar. Oh, wow. Could you even imagine? But I mean, I completely agree with you. It's, it's one of these things that we as fans, we just got, and the club, we just got to take the hit on this. You're not going to begrudge. His call up came after the Mansfield game. So it was a very, very late call-up indeed. And that, you know, given the summer that he had where he was released, didn't have any options. And then Steve Mildenhall gives him a call saying, can you help us play in this game against Swindon Supermarine? And it just goes from there. And now he's playing for Jamaica. It's, a, it's an unbelievable few months, a contrast in fortune. So fair play to him. Um, I, I did really enjoy an interview with him Um within the um, Jamaica press where they were like, so why now? Why, why, if you're 34, why, why are you playing for Jamaica now? And, and Granny replies with, well, I didn't know all you had to do was call. I didn't know all you had to do was call up. I thought there was a process. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, but great news for Ryan East, surely, from everything here. This is a big opportunity for him. Massive opportunity for him. You know, he's kind of now got this free hit um, at trying to take that position and make it his own. It's of course Anthony Grant went when if he comes back soon, you know, he'll he'll be a big player and he'll obviously get a chance to prove his worth again. But yeah, Ryan East has got a big chance. And against Steven this tomorrow, I'm hoping that he can take that and I, I think he 
he's he's raring to go and kind of get those opportunities under his belt now and those and those minutes. Yeah. So we know Grant isn't going to play um this weekend. We know Johnny Williams is still on international duty with Wales. One thing that a lot of fans were holding on to was the the notion that Kane Kessler Hayden was going to play against Stevenage and only miss the Arsenal under twenty ones game in the in the Papadrons trophy. But it seems that they're not going to risk it and they're not going to play him this weekend. Yeah, so Kane has Hayden, obviously he he's away with the England news team at the moment. He's not set to be back. Um Ben Garner was saying that he has a game on Monday to play first with the youth team and then he'll be back in, in the club himself. So, but again, it's another play. You know, it, it, how often does Swindon Town, especially when we're in League Two, have to deal with players leaving on international duty? It's anything, while it might be a bit of a hindrance, it is, it's clearly a good indication that they're doing things right and they've got and they've got good players in through the door at the county ground. Absolutely. And, and, and something that I'm really happy with is Ghana didn't just get this game or look to get this game postponed against Stevenage at the first opportunity. He's got confidence in his fringe players and, you know, it's a great opportunity for them. It's it's it was still more than competitive without these guys, although it is they are losses. Yeah, well when when you have a uh, three players or more leave on international duty, you can postpone the game. And I don't think anyone would have kind of moaned at Ben Garner if he did want to do that because you speak about the players that have left there, Johnny Williams okay, might not have had many minutes under his belt at Swindon yet. But likes of Anthony Grant and also Ken Castellan, they're big players for this squad. And they've been big. They've put in big performances this season so far. So he, he he was well within his rounds to do so. But I think it's a great decision to kind of keep the game on. And and like you said, it also gives a little bit more belief to the players that perhaps weren't getting in that match day squad or at least a starting eleven to to really have a good crack of the whip and and see what they can do and show their worth. Yeah. Garner's also looked at the fact that Alex Ravel is their manager, and we never beat Alex Ravel as a player. So you know we might as well write this one off. <laughs> Well, there's always time to change things. Look, Stevenage, we'll touch them a bit later. But Stevenage, uh, they've they they've obviously had had their ups and downs of recent seasons. Um, but Swindon should go there with every confidence tomorrow of getting the three points, and and I'm confident we will do. Yeah, yeah, and the final on the internationals, Johnny Williams and rave reviews um, from manager Robert Page, the national team manager or interim manager of Wales. So um, he might feature later. A few people a bit angsty about Williams playing for Wales, given his you know, injury track record, but he looked very good. He looked fine against Finland. Yeah, he did. He was deployed in that, that right wing back position almost um, in, against Finland. But I can confirm that Ben Garner told us this morning that he has no intentions to play Johnny Williams in that position whatsoever. Um, so if any fans are worried about maybe some of the performances he's putting in there, don't don't worry. He won't be deployed as a right wing back or a right back for Swindon Town. He needs minutes under his belt. I think that's one of the big benefits for him going on international duty. He's not kind of had that really full-on pre-season. Sorry. He's, of course, been at Swindon Town. And he's still trying to build his fitness up. So... Whilst there's always that injury risk and, you know, you always, when your players leave on international duties, you're always sat there with your fingers crossed hoping that you don't hear reports of, of someone picking up a knock. Um, that doesn't need to be the case. I, mean, I think if anything, it's just going to be a positive. And, and when he now comes back to Swindon, he, he should be ready to get back in the in the starting eleven and put in some big performances. It's just a nice bit of escapism from the League 2 sort of racket when you've got three players to look out for on international duty. It warms the heart, doesn't it? It does. It's, it's normally such a boring time, isn't it? Especially when England perhaps are playing, unless it's a major tournament, a lot of kind of our, our league, lower league fans, League Two, League One Championship, 
we don't really give it as much attention as what as what other leagues do where they have all these players leading on international duty and they get that whole break. So it's nice. It, it's a good distraction and um, hopefully it's, it's just going to benefit Swindon Town for the, for the season ahead. The downside is that if these players now play well in international duty, they might then get then called out again later in the year. But but we wait and see what happens. Yeah, we'll get those ones postponed if the if the stakes are higher. Don't worry about that. Okay, so who is available then? So we know about long term absences. Where are we with Lydon and Baudry? So Jordan Lydon and Matthew Baudry, uh, it's good news on that front. They joined in with the group for the first time yesterday. That was a bit of non contact training. Um, and they've done really well with their rehab. You know, they, they seem to be well ahead of their original schedules that was set to them um, by the medical team around them. They're, they're, they're back, they're raring to go. And, and it, there was quite a nice touch that Ben Garner revealed that when they both came in yesterday, that the whole squad kind of gave them a really big round of applause. Um, so you, you can see that that team mentality is there. And, and you know, hopefully Jordan Lyon and Matthew Bowdry, these will be the, the final long-term injuries we've had. And, and more importantly, I think for them play, it's just it's crucial that they kind of get a sustained period of time where whereby they're injury free. Yeah, it's, it, it seems that they've managed it quite well, haven't they? For, by all accounts, because I think Leiden's been out longer than than what was initially um, stated. It seems like he's been out forever. I think so. I think with John Leiden, I think there were a few more complications than originally thought um, with his injury there. So of, of course, you know he's. Jordan Lydon's always kind of one of those players where he does have a bad injury record, doesn't he? And, you know, it's it's never kind of a straightforward. You look at the injuries he's had at Swindon Town, very few of them have kind of been little little knocks or, or little injuries that you can just kind of walk off after a couple of weeks. What I would say is the benefit for Swindon Town is that look at our injury record this season. You know, touch wood, we're doing really well with injuries. And, and it, that's a credit to Ben Garner and the team around him because, in comparison to last season, it, it's it's kind of you know opposites. We're, we're barely having any players in that treatment room at the moment, and I think this team this team look, fingers crossed it looks like it's got a good season ahead on the injury front. While you were gone, standing in a field in Yorkshire, sorted for ease of whiz. The transfer deadline day came and went. Swindon made one signing, and um, that was Brentford's Alex Gilbert. And, you know, I think we collectively as a fan base whipped ourselves into a frenzy about the potential. I honestly thought it would be a more experienced player. I'm not at all concerned with the fact that they brought Gilbert in. I, I, I'm trusting what they're doing um, and we'll see how he does. But I don't think you can convince me that that was the big target that they've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. I think that that ship must have sailed and they they brought in Gilbert to compete what do you reckon I mean well on, on the Gilbert front kind of similar to yourself I think it is a very good side and he's a he's a forward that typically plays as a winger we won't kind of reserve any judgment there because we know that Ben Garner likes to his own things when it comes to forward and attacking players in positions they play in he's really highly kind of regarded by the people at Brentford. Of course, in pre-season, he was training a lot with the first team. At one stage, it looked like he might even get into that first team for the Premier League season. But I, I am on your page here. I don't think he was that out-and-out striker, even though Ben Garner will, will say otherwise, that, that the club wanted. We we needed that striker. They'd been chasing a striker for a long time, especially someone with experience. We got told that as well, that that was the kind of the identity of a type of player that they were looking at. But... You know, he's he's a good player. He's another youthful 
addition to Swindon's group of forwards. And it's getting to that stage now whereby some some big name players are going to have to be start getting left out of these match day squads or at least starting eleven. Mm. What what do you gonna say about Gilbert as a as a player? Because you know the thir- the first thing we do is we sort of Google to see what position he he would have been, and those who went straight to Wikipedia would have said would have found out that he was a left winger. But other sources say he's a winger slash centre forward. Mm. How did Garner describe him? Garner didn't give him a position. Um, he's just he gave he came in and said that look, Alex Gilbert can play as an out and out forward anywhere in that final third, which is typical of what he said about a lot of the forwards at the club so far. He's he's a threat. He's a very strong addition to the squad. Um. And, you know, Ben Garner touches on the fact that this has been a deal going on a few weeks. They knew him from um, his time at West Brom previously, and now he's come to us on loan for the for the rest of the season. So there wasn't much talk of his exact position. Of course, I had a bit of a an, of a discussion with Ben Garner Rago with Jaden Mitchell Lawson, where I kind of highlighted him as a midfielder, and he was then actually I was then actually told he was going to be a forward this season. So I wouldn't put any titles on positions for Swindon Town. Um, I would say the only out-and-out striker the club currently have is Tyree Simpson. And the rest, I would imagine, they could even possibly play two or, or we could even play with a false nine at times. It's it's really anyone's guess as to what, as what happens there. And Garner is very much happy with what he's got and he doesn't currently have any plans to dip into the market on, on the centre-forward front. No, Ben Garner was asked about if there was any possibility of, you know, should, would there be a free agent striker available? We could look to bring them in. Ben Garner, like you said, he's happy. With, with what he's got at the club. Um, for him, he's got strikers in his in his mind. He's got more strikers than just Tyree Simpson. Uh, like you said, he can use the likes of Alex Gilbert there. He's touched on how he can use Mitchell Lawson there as well in that striking position, even Harry Parsons. Um, and he said that all of their forwards are able to play, whether that be off the side and wings or, or through the middle. He has that different threats. He has the versatility in the squad that he's really happy with us. Um, and Ben Garner's judgment is he doesn't see us bringing any three agent into the club unless they have a serious injury. Yeah. You know, at this moment in time, I'm still in a position of prove me wrong to the to the current forward options. I think I would have loved the warm embrace and comfort of a familiar out and out centre forward. But like I said, I'm not losing any sleep. There was a you know, I don't know if you've you've seen it on social media, but there was a little bit of bickering amongst yep. fans where, you know, some were like, I'm not entirely convinced that we're strong enough up there. And then a lot of fans coming back with, you should just be grateful that we've got a club. But there's no harm in, in discussing, you know, the squad without having to relentlessly refer to the fact that we should be lucky to be alive. Because, of course, we all agree with that. But at the same time, it's it's a conversation that's to be had, isn't it? Entire, entirely correct. You know, it's a no matter what has happened in the past and how grateful we are and this kind of whole wave of, well, this wave of gratefulness, I guess, for Clem Morfuni coming in and, and saving the club at the last minute. That doesn't take away from the fact that you're still a football fan and you deserve to have your own opinion. You're, you're a paying fan of the club. And even if you don't pay to go to games, you're still a fan that will support the club through thick and thin. So... You're allowed to have your opinion. Football's based on opinions. You know, I have an opinion on it and that's what I write about. Ben Garner has an opinion on what players he brings into the club. Fans have an opinion on, on what Ben Garner and what journalists do. You know, so that's how the game works. And, and there's no need to jump down to anyone on anyone's throat about the opinion. I personally don't think that Swindon have got enough strikers at the club at the moment. And that could be their 
unsticking point in the season as we get further into it. But then, look, Pep Guardiola managed to win the Premier League and get to a Champions League final with Manchester City last season without using the out-and-out striker all season. So, you know, could um, <laughs> could we see something similar here? We'll, we'll wait and see. We absolutely could. And, you know, how, how much did you enjoy watching Tyree Simpson's finish against Mansfield last weekend? Well, I watched some highlights on, on YouTube and I think more than anything, it was just good to see Tyree Simpson getting the ball into the back of the net and starting to kind of build a little bit more confidence in front of goal. We've said it many times, even on the Presser podcast, whereby he's a player that gets those chances, works in a good position, but doesn't probably look the most confident when, when it comes to sticking the ball in the back of the net. So that that was really good to see. And, and I'm sure I have faith in Tyree Simpson be scoring quite a lot of goals this season. Um, and, we'll, and we'll wait and see what happens. But I'm certainly backing him to get at least 10. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. OK, um, it's, that's, it's time for your questions. So shall we listen to them? Hi, Ben. Just a couple, if I can. Um, you said a couple of weeks ago that kind of judges after this two-week break where you'll really start to see the best of our players. Have, have, have you started to see that, obviously, on the pitch, but also in training as well? Yeah, very much. There's been really good progress and improvements. Um, I think with the way that we're training is probably new for a lot of the players. Um, there's been probably a lot higher loading than they're used to. Um, and that's takes a bit of time, you know, but we want to develop players that are robust and resilient. Um, we're really happy with the injury record so far this season. We want to keep that in place. Um, we want to keep improving players all the time um, in all aspects of the game. So not only do we do a lot of team work in the week, we also do a lot of unit work and individual practice as well. So that they're all improving and getting better. Um, like I say, we want that competition and challenge throughout the squad. Um, and it's been a really pleasing two weeks so far. And in your squad, you've you've got quite a lot of big characters, especially in the kind of attacking areas, players that have probably proved it and also players with a lot of potential. How hard a job is it going to be to, I guess, manage those characters, especially when people aren't playing? I don't think it'll be too hard with this group because they're such a good group. Everyone's brought into the process here. Um, it's about the collective, you know, and everyone's going to play a part. Even tomorrow, you know, we're going to have a team that starts the game. We're going to have players that come on and finish the game. They're just as important. They're just as important. The players that are on the bench and don't get on tomorrow have been a really key part of the process this week and the, and the training and preparing the team that is starting for the game. So everyone within our squad is really, really valued, um, very, very highly thought of. And each player is given special attention in terms of their own development. And that's that's the culture we want here. That's the environment we want here. Um, and we think that that's the, the best way to go for, for Swindon Town Football Club. Brilliant. And finally, just a quick word on um, tomorrow's opponent, Stevenage. What kind of threat do you see them posing? Because between a mixture of league and cup games, they've not won in their past three now. Yeah, they started the season well. And I say they've just tailed off a little bit in terms of results, not necessarily in terms of performances. Um, obviously, they made a lot of changes midweek for the um, EFL Trophy game um, against Tottenham's under, under 21s, under 23s. Um, I say I watched them play Wickham last week in the Carabao Cup where they were very, very good Stevenage on the night and I'm sure they would have been disappointed to lose that game because on the balance of play they, they probably deserve to win. So um, we, we've watched all their games so far. We know the threats that they, they pose. Um, they've, they've been very big threat off set pieces. They've been very strong off set pieces. So um, we've done a lot of preparation around that as well. 
And they've got good players within the squad. They've got versatility. They're capable of passing it well. They've got good threat with their pace. Um, so, no, a really good team. They're, they're in the top 10 at the moment. Um, and I think they've got the, the players there and, and, and the, the infrastructure in place to probably stay there this season and try and push up as high as they can in the league. So, um, you know, we know it's going to be a challenge, which one we're looking forward to. Um, and hopefully we can continue our fantastic away form so far. Brilliant. Thank you for your time, Ben. Good luck tomorrow. OK, then. So the two areas that you really wanted Ghana to answer questions on was, you know, getting the best out of players and and managing characters. Um, what, can you, what did you learn from his response? Well, I think the reason that I wanted to ask this question, because after that, that goal of straw with Tranmere at the county ground, Ben Garner told us that, you know, give us two weeks now. We have, we have this absence of Tuesday night fixtures. So give us that period. We'll see it, we'll come back and we'll be a lot of a better team. And and Ben Garner just spoke about how how the training that they've been doing has been really intense. There's a lot of um lot of high loading for the players, um, which is what a lot of them won't be used to. Um they want to develop these robust, resilient players at the club, and of course continue to have that really good injury record as well. It was interesting to hear from Bengan, though, that, that no matter what kind of they're doing as a team, as a collection of drills they're going for, they're also doing quite a lot of individual work with the players at Swindon Town. And, and that's individual work to just help improve them and, and to get the players better in certain areas. Um, and the, the image and the impression that I get is that there's just a lot of one-to-one coaching going on as well, which I think is something youth players especially need when, when they're coming through the ranks. You also had a question there about character. Um, I just wanted to know what, what you meant about that. Were you talking about character on the pitch or were you talking about, you know, character off or a combination of both? Because obviously, you know, we do have, you know, a few interesting characters, um, judging by, you know, what they put out there, like Harry McCurdy. So what were you going for there? My angle on that from really was just to kind of get a little bit more of a, in-depth analysis from Ben Garner and how he's managing the players at the club. Not much on the pitch, but also off the pitch and, and also not just in training, but, you know, with, with their day-to-day lives. Richie Wellens was a big advocate of kind of not just being a football manager, but to the younger players also kind of being a, a career manager as well, um, is what you'd say. I think the reason I needed to ask this question was because you look at the the transfer window and the dealings that we had, especially as we kind of got towards the latter stages, we had the likes of an established Johnny Will Johnny Williams come through the club. We had Jaden Mitchell Lawson. Um, we had Alec Gilbert come through the fourth club. We had Kane Kessler Hayes and arrive. All of these players and all of these attacking players as well, they come in on big names. Whether they're established or whether they they've got a lot of potential, they're well they're well known around different clubs and they're well known in the game already. And and the likes of Kane Kessler Hayden, you know, he, he's a player that's got a massive future ahead of him and, and that that's a testament to the fact of the length of the contract that he was given at Aston Villa before he left to come here this summer. So I want us to just understand how Ben Garn is going to kind of manage those characters in there because, you know, we, we speak about the forwards in the club. He's got an abundance of really talented forwards there now and it, and, the, and it's getting to a stage where certain players, that maybe it's the likes of Harry McCurdy um, or even Ben Gladwin, all of, some of these players, they're not going to be able to get as much game time as they want. So whilst it's good to have the players in the club, it can also cause a rift if big personalities aren't getting the game time that A, they're either promised or B, that they want to get. Are there any suggestions that that there might be a bit of trouble in paradise with with the squad or is it just, you know, that you're preempting the situation? 
No, I don't hear that there's any troubles at this at this moment in time. Um, you know, there was some discussion around certain players when over the summer when when there was new forwards coming into the club. I've not heard anything at, at this moment in time, but it was really just to kind of get Ben Garner's take on it because it, it's a the fact of the matter is there is a lot of big characters in the club. I'm not trying to stir the pot or trying to get just a little bit of a story out of this. I really just wanted to know because it, it's a big job that Ben Garner has on the side, and of course. Ben Garner himself isn't a manager with loads of experience either, so it's a it's a big learning curve for him, and it's a, and it's an important time for the club because with the players there at the moment, you'd feel that they have the potential to at least challenge for the playoffs this season. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about the Stevenage game. You know, twenty plus minutes in, and we still haven't mentioned much <laughs> of Stevenage. Stevenage, uh, as mentioned, are managed by former Swindon Loney uh, Alex Ravel. They've got quite an alumni actually at Swindon um, at Stevenage. They've got Jake Reeves, Scott Cuthbert, Luke Norris. Am I missing anyone else? Now, um, Brad Barry's there too. They, they've had a so-so start. They're unbeaten at home, but they've only played twice beating Barrow and drawing against Port Vale, which is a pretty sound result. But um, they beat Bristol Rovers away. But they've also lost two games away at Bradford and Walsall. So they lost their last game 1-0 to Matty Taylor's Walsall side. So what can we expect from from Stevenage? Because it is a so-so start for them. Well, you touched in there. It's been a difficult start for them. Through a combination of League and Cup games, they've not won in their last four. Um, I got to this stage of the press conference and it suddenly dawned on me that we've not had a single question about Stevenage yet. Um, so, so I thought it was quite important to uh, to touch on that. Um, as you said, you know, they're a team that has got quite a bit of a Swindon collective there, the likes of Alex Ravel being their manager as well. We've not got the best track record against Stevenage, but Ben Gartner gave the verdict of, you know, he watched them against Wickham in that Carabao Cup game that went to penalties. I, I watched them as well and I saw highlights from that. They were actually very, very good. Um, they pose quite a lot of threat with pace in behind. And they also have a have a big threat from set pieces as well. So Swindon really need to kind of be ready for those set piece attacks that come into the box. We seem to have gotten better at dealing with that and also making ourselves a bigger threat of set pieces. And um, Ben Garner sees them as a top 10 team this season. They're currently there and, and he feels they'll, they have the ability and, and the talent within that squad to really push up and, and challenge for the playoffs as well. So it, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, Stephen is going to need to get back to winning ways and, and getting some more points on the board. And Swindon are hoping to continue that fantastic away record that they've generated this season. Yeah. OK, well, we get this wrong most weeks, but let's keep going with it. How do you think we're lining up? Um, <laughs> um, how, so how do I think we're lining up this, this week? Well, it, I've been out of the loop for a while. Um, so, you know, I'm just trying to remember the players that we actually have at Swindon Town. Uh, no, I'm joking. Of course, I don't think there'll be too much change in there, apart from, you know, the international duties um, that you kind of said about. I imagine that he's going to kind of stick with the three at the back that he looked to keep at Mansfield. Um, I think that worked really well. And, of course, Mansfield were a good outlet. So I'm going to say Wallacott will stay in goal. Wallacott's been fantastic. Of course, he got nominated for that Player of the Month award in League Two. Just narrowly missed out on that. Um, I think actually, sorry, I'm going to change. I'm going to go for a four at the back. I think it'll be Ad Odomeo, um playing in his right position. Then it'll be Dion Conroy, uh, Critchlow, and then Rob Hunt at left back. Um, I think you were correct with what you said there about the midfield of Ryan East coming into midfield. So I think it'll be Ryan East, um, and then Louis Reed as well. Um, and then I'm just trying. I think it'll be a four-two-three-one. I'm going to go for. 
Um, so I'd like to see Jack Payne continue his stint in the team. He kind of seems that the player that Ben uh, Garner can really rely on. Um, perhaps it'll be Ben Gladwin. Possibly I'm going to go for Jaden Mitchell. Lawson might get his first start and, and then Tyree Simpson up top. No, Ellis Iandolo maybe for the Ryan East role. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I, Ellis Iandolo is a player that can play so many different positions and he's really talented a lot of the time and he plays in those different positions as well. Um, I'm not sure though. I think Ryan East might might just kind of beat him to beat him to the to the whip there and, and get into the start in eleven ahead of him. But that's the position that will change. And whoever plays, I think they've got a big performance to put in because, of course, Anthony Grant's been playing so well for us this season. Beat him to the whip. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Lovely stuff. <laughs> we all we all love a metaphor, whether it's an established one or one that we make up on the presser. <laughs> and we make a lot of those up. Okay, give me a score. Um I'm gonna go it's gonna be a tight affair, but I'm gonna go Swindon two, Stevenage one. I'm gonna go one one draw. One one draw. Um and why not? Um other than that, I mean we've got we've got our return to the to, to the Papa John's to the Papa John's trophy next week against Arsenal under 21s. I mean, I might even go to it, to be honest, because, you know, it's a tournament that I've got no respect for and think it should have been canned many, many moons ago, whether it's under 21 teams or not. But it's a really good opportunity to see possibly some some fringe players. Might even see the return of Baudry and Leiden. You, you know, um, we've got Ricky, we've got Ryan East, you we know, we've got Mo Dabre yeah. might come back and we might, you know, see Gilbert. So the, I know we've, we're restricted with how many we can start, but it might be a really good opportunity to see those, those faces um, play for Swindon for the first time, in my case anyway. So I'm looking forward to it. I can't echo your sentiments. I'm... I apologise, Rich. You know, when when you've had to go to every home game of the Carab, not the Carabao, the Checker Trade, the EFL Trophy—I don't know what we call it nowadays, whatever the, the name is for it. Um, when you have to go to those games on a week by week basis, it's um, it certainly takes any any limelight out of it. And for me, they're a game that you kind of just turn up and, and want to be over as soon as possible. No, can't echo the positivity there. I, I, I'm going with absolutely no interest in a road to Wembley. I'm I'm going to literally as if it was a reserves game. I really am. Um, a, a development game, as they call it nowadays. We don't call it reserves games anymore, do we? No, it used to be the yeah the, the kind of the the game where players from injury would come back and just get some minutes under the belt with the with the juniors. Um, but no, no, a development game it is, and and hopefully it develops quickly so that I can get back. lovely well done okay on that bombshell thank you very much ryan thank you very much and i'll see you all soon thank you the low strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of swindon town football club the intro music of the presser is by the amazing drag me down influenced by the great matthew kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Alice Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, 
or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 